Welcome to the Executive Suite, a podcast from the American Chamber of Commerce in Taiwan. My name is Alex Mislinski. I am the associate editor at AmCham's monthly topics magazine. Each month, we talk to leading figures in the business world to find out what makes them tick, what industry developments they're excited about, and how they approach leadership and management. Make sure you subscribe to our feed to receive new episodes as soon as they drop. Today, I'm joined by Sir Han Ng, General Manager and Chief Executive Officer of DBS Bank Taiwan. Sir Han oversaw the successful integration of Citi's consumer banking business, which resulted in DBS becoming the largest foreign bank in Taiwan by assets. He has worked in the financial services industry, driving growth in Singapore, Greater China, and the UK for nearly two decades. Is originally from Singapore and is now in Taiwan to lead DBS's business here. Welcome, Sirhan. I'm so pleased to speak with you today. Well, thank you, thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. And uh, hello, everyone. How are you today? Good, good, great. Last year in August, you oversaw the integration of Citibank's consumer business into DBS. What was that like? I can tell a whole story about that. <laughs> One, yeah, we we change it on the weekend. So we wow. did all the data transfer, and then we changed all forty over branches that night. The one factor I couldn't control was if there's typhoon. That night, uh, on the night of integration, we had a big dashboard of all forty something branches, forty two, I think, and there was a progress bar. Right, it was changing the network first, and then and then changing the the welcome panel to marble, and then the last thing that was gonna go was the signboard. Uh, so there was a, a stack process, and they actually created like if I hit this level, it was ten percent. If I hit the, I've changed the logo, it was twenty percent. If I changed the network, it was thirty percent. Yeah, and then we had this progress. It was it was amazing. Yeah. When uh, when we finish, when we look back, uh, was a thousand people across three different markets coming together to get this piece of work done. Well, we did it in eighteen months, about two and a half months ahead of schedule, uh, and we did it completely using internal resource, bearing of course you know, contractors that have to come in and take down signboards, for example. Um, the actual work was mostly done internally. So we're actually very proud of it. Um, I think it's down to every large project, you just turn it into bite size uh, and then you stay true to the schedule. And then the last bit was a lot of uh, conflict management. <laughs> so it's a lot of uh, little uh, pockets where we just have to come in and uh, just sacrifice certain corners and say, hey, this is not that important. We have to sacrifice it a little bit. It might land a bit ugly and then we just have to move from there. Mm. So it's a bit like trying to land a aircraft carrier on a rainy day, right? On a stormy day, you know the the landing will be ugly, and then prepare for it. Mm. So, what plans do you have for the market and for your customers here in Taiwan? Well, everyone knows it's an extremely competitive market. So, something else I've learned uh, since coming to Taiwan, just really need to find your own niche. Let's say local banks where you do a lot of your government services with. There are commercial banks and then there are foreign banks. So in the foreign bank bucket, uh, the ones with retail, I think there's only three left. So in that space, I think we we will want to continue to build on wealth management. Wealth management is a global proposition, right? It's not about just buying local stocks or local assets. So that's something we could help because you you go overseas, you buy offshore products, and with the internet today, um, you could touch pretty much any uh, investable asset that you like from your phone. Uh, and that dovetails to the second thing, which is digital. I think DBS started our digital transformation journey um, quite early, so that's something that we we think we have a slight advantage. 
Um, and that kind of compares to a lot of the local practices. I think that's, that gives us room to uh, create better journeys. And, and this is digital thing. It's not just about having an app in your phone. It's about thinking it from the customer's lens. How do I make your life easier? You know, you could always go to a convenience store and pay your bill, but you could also just wake up and pay your bill without getting off your bed. Uh, so it's really about simplifying this journey. And that actually goes back to our brand motto, which is live more bank less. It's a very simple forward, but what does it represent, right? It's just about... Because nobody wakes up and go, hey, I would like to go get a mortgage today. <laughs> you know, you go, hey, I want to go buy a house, right? Because, I, you know, my, my family has expanded. I need a larger house. And then you say, okay, after I've thought about the house, I want to get a mortgage. I want to pay for the mortgage. So the, the mortgage, the banking part of life is an afterthought. So by thinking like that, we try to simplify that bit, right? You don't want to be spending half an hour lining up at a branch to get to pay your mortgage. You want to wake up, spend two minutes and it's done. Or, or even better, just it's done automatically, right? It's deducted from, from your bank account. So that's the way we're thinking about banking. And I think there's still a lot of room for us to uh, build this experience in Taiwan. Yes. The other one is the corporate banking bit, right? Mm. Uh, the other uh, key pillar of our strategy is being committed to Asia. It was a core strategy for us for the last 15, 20 years, which is we don't overcomplicate things. We just want to stay committed to Asia. So we continue to invest across the Asian markets, not just Taiwan, but also in India and, and mainland China. So you see us buying up uh, different assets in, in this area through the COVID uh, period. And that's becoming very relevant in uh, this new Taiwan plus one, you know, supply chains moving out of mainland China. Actually, it's dovetailing into our neighborhood, right, in ASEAN, in India. So that, well, customers don't see the, the stability in, in that commitment. Mm -hmm. So just going back a little bit, talking again about the digital transformation. I've often said as a foreign national who lives in Taiwan, it, it feels like most things in society, in the community are made for your convenience or it's consistently being improved to be smoothly integrated into your life. You mentioned that digital transformation for DBS came quite early in the market. Well, quite early in general. Actually, the inspiration was from... Uh the big tech platforms in mainland China. So your Alibaba's, your WeChat, they were starting to get into the banking space, the financial service space. And we felt in a way threatened. It was almost existential. Like if we don't move now, we won't be relevant in uh, 10 years. So we started changing the way we think about banking. Mm. You've beautifully highlighted this path that DBS has been on in this transformation. How has that been on sort of the everyday Taiwanese person's digital transformation in their life? Um, it's different, right? Because Taiwan has actually uh, the benefit of being early adopter for uh, a lot of this transformation. I call it the barcode versus the QR code. I think that's the best way to think about it. Everything is done with the barcode at a convenience store. So it's actually really convenient. So to get that incremental gain uh, is actually quite difficult. And that's in a way um, slowing down that transformation. The other thing that I noticed about change in Taiwan is it's herded. I mean, everywhere is herded, right? Like investment, people tend to herd to the same uh, ideas very quickly and that's what causes boom and bust. But in terms of changes, if somebody change and starts telling the next person, everyone starts changing. More so than other places, I see that in, in Taiwan a lot. So I think once in a while, a new uh, service, a new idea comes along, uh, it will suddenly gain momentum and, and switch very quickly. Mm. What are the other trends and innovations that we can expect from the financial sector? 
I think um, AI is a big one. Uh, you can't get too far away from AI in every <laughs> conversation. Inescapable. AI, and then it's really Gen AI. Um, for us, AI has been going on for a while. AI ML has been going on for a while, and I believe a lot of local enterprises also uses that to sharpen up their marketing. Gen AI for us is a bit of a co-pilot. We'll see productivity gains. For example, the comms team today, right? When they have to write a article, they could get the co-pilot to come in and speed up that production from four hours to 30 minutes. Is that going to bring immediate headcount saves? I doubt it. Uh, it's really just a, I call it a quality of your life save, right? Instead of going home at 8 p.m., you kind of finish your day at five. So there's a bit of that going on. Uh, and then eventually we do see some of the creative work uh, and some of the sales work going away. But th- that takes a while, right? Um, it's just like the horse carriage and the cars, right? Cars came about, but horse carriage just existed for a, w- a bit longer. So this would be faster, but uh, I don't think it's a digital switch. Mm. So that's one. Uh, the other big one is climate change. If you think about climate change, the biggest factor, I mean, we all like to save a bit of plastic, stop using the straws, they make you sleep better at night. But the big thing that's going to change it is the energy mix. Moving from fossil fuel to renewables, it's going to be the single biggest impact to the world and whether how fast it warm up and embedded in that is a massive infrastructure spend I think there's a big role for banks to play in terms of shifting capital because it's not going to be enough public capital for us to get this done private capital needs to get involved and banks uh, well again going back to first principles banks role is around capital intimidation I think there's a big role for banks to play in terms of getting the right capital to the right projects Great. Huge focus that we have in Amcham Taiwan and a huge focus for a lot of companies nowadays is the importance of operating sustainably, promoting sustainable practices, or as you're mentioning, being a supporter in this transition into a more sustainable world. What are some of the other ways that DBS participates in this global push for sustainable practice? Well, sustainable practice goes uh, multi-four, right? I mean, the, the climate change is one dimension. We also have a big uh, DBS foundation that we do give grants to social enterprises. Uh, and we'll extend that to essentially corporates. So this is where we take away the, the business economic lens. Like, is it good returns to give money to a certain corporate because he's going to pay me back? That's the traditional way of banking. The foundation takes away that commercial lens and purely give it as a gift. So when we find good companies, we'll give them a gift to push their, their agenda along. I think it's a great way for us to also get involved in the community. I think back to, you know, my first principle, uh, doing long-term good for the shareholder, but that also means taking care of the community that we operate in. We've seen that a lot of our members are trying to invest, especially in the year 2024, invest in skill development, uh, staff training, these opportunities for sort of the next generation of the workforce to be that much more prepared or that much more involved. So it's great to see DBS as a leader on that front. Yeah, yeah. And and we have a a massive volunteering program as well. We kind of try to dovetail everything, right? So the volunteering work goes into uh, helping some of the social enterprises if they need more hands and legs. We also then, but she's on our agenda to say, how does the foundation work interact more closely with business? Um, at our la- most recent gala dinner in December, I, it was great, right? We had a, well, the dog gift came from one of the social enterprises and then the fruits were used came from the local farmers. Um, we had this thing in Mandarin, it's called Su Guo. That means 
when you see the apple that's really nice, it sells in the supermarket, but it's a whole lot of apple that didn't, that wasn't perfect. Mm. But if you turn them into tarts or ice cream, it doesn't matter that it's not perfect, right? So it's a lot of uh, food wastage reduction that we could do. So there, there are groups in Taiwan that does that. And again, we would work with them, get the hotel to use supplies from these organizations. And then finally, we had a fashion show. There were companies that either recycled materials or were using fibers from you know uh, agriculture waste. So there's many ways for us to kind of stitch everything together and, and make it a more meaningful organization. That's amazing. What can customers expect from DBS Taiwan? Well, the most important thing is we're very committed to Taiwan. I think uh, we're here for good. We're not going anywhere. So the commitment helps uh, build the stability for institutional and corporate customers. Uh, also for wealth management, right? If you want to put your money, you want to put it at a place that's a bank that's committed to your neighborhood. So the commitment is number one. Then uh, we'll continue to invest in digital. Back to our, our brand promise, right? Live more bank less. Use the least amount of time to get your banking needs done. Uh, and then the finance bit is wealth management. In um, Taiwan, like a lot, lot of part of Asia, is a high saving uh, society. So wealth management plays a big part in everyone's life. Even in corporates here, we find that in corporates, there's a lot of pockets of capital as well. So definitely uh, continue to invest in that wealth platform and to, to kind of scale that across the different spectrum from emerging affluent to affluent and also into corporates. Thank you for your industry insights. We've been speaking with Sirhan Ng from DBS. We're going to take a pause here for today. And in part two, we'll be asking Sirhan what it takes to have a successful career in the banking industry and how he got ahead. So make sure to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. And as always, stay up to date with the most important Taiwan-related business news at Topics, available for free online. This podcast was produced with help from Ghost Island Media, Taiwan's leading podcast platform. Make sure you listen to their other shows. 